This is episode 12 of the Brick and Data podcast, a podcast dedicated to retail news, analytics, and tech. Coming up on this episode, shop on Instagram. An easier button. More bots. And more in this episode of Brick and Data. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brick and Data Podcast. This is Todd Harris. I'm joined by Jose Chan again. Jose, how are you this fine morning? I'm, I'm well, Todd. How are you? And um, how is everyone out there? I am I am good, and, and I'm going to speak for everyone else and say that they're good, too, because uh, we're recording <laughs> on a Friday, and I'm just going to assume that everyone's better on Fridays than they are any other day of the week. So, yes, we'll leave it at that. Does that work? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so we've got a, we got a few cool topics today. Um we are going to start with uh, this Instagram thing where they are offering shoppable photos. Now, we heard about um, retailers uh, gaining interest in social, the sense of social sharing outlets, whether it's Instagram or Pinterest, um, to essentially shorten that time at which a customer is looking at stuff and then wanting to buy stuff. And uh, these were called, I think, buy buttons that they introduced about a year, year and a half ago. And they weren't deemed much of a success by too many people, I don't think. Um, what I was reading some articles on this, I noticed some some analysts that were kind of reflecting on this uh, about six six to nine months after it launched, and their their opinion on social networks for you know for acquiring new customers is that. Um, and this is from Suchurita Mulpuru, who is a former uh, Forrester analyst. She said, there's so much content on Pinterest, Instagram, and other discovery engines. So any individual piece of content gets very little visibility and even less conversion. And that's probably the main point that we would want to drive home here with this, with getting people to buy things on Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter or whatever, right? Everyone's... Um, Everyone's attention span is is within, you know, on Twitter, 140 characters and everywhere else about the same, bopping from one thing to the other, seeing, you know, looking for the next update, the next feed of something. It's going to be hard to get someone's attention to purchase. And this is probably what we're seeing now. But Instagram looks like they're doing something a little different here. Right, Jose? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is is trying, trying this out and um, they're partnering up with 20 brands right, which include Kate Spade, Warby Parker, and they're not taking any proceeds from this. So what what um, they already do currently is they promote products and ads, uh, which I personally find a little bit annoying, right, because I'm a big, I think I've mentioned this before, a big Instagram user. And it would essentially try to, they, they're trying to give a more natural experience because to your point, uh, it, it hasn't worked with other let's say outlets um and let's say twitter has tried this with a buy button has not worked um, they've had facebook has tried this has not worked yeah but instagram jury's out we'll see not 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 a hundred percent clear yeah uh, it seems like they're trying to add some additional data to the mix so meaning they're trying to add um, what they're adding is uh, more metadata i think to it so rather than just putting a product there and say hey buy now they're giving a little more information, including pricing information, product descriptions, um, to hopefully get people to, to, to at least want more information on it. Exactly. Yeah. Although, look, I, I think of it this way: 
I don't think that retailers should necessarily view this as something that's going to necessarily increase sales and that you could measure quantitatively, right? I, I would put this more under a let's um, kind of like the name, socialize this, uh, get get the ideas out there, make it top of mind, and sure. put it more into marketing, right? In the sense that uh, yes, marketing can be quantified, but this would be let's say the more qualitative component. And I don't think that they should expect uh, great, great. Uh, it's not another sales channel, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And and they, um, I think when they were researching this, they put out a survey, one internal survey. And what they found is that the vast majority of purchases take a day or longer to facilitate, meaning that, um, you know, they're going to take that amount of time to to convert, I'm guessing, or to actually move move forward. Only 21% of purchases occurring on the same day as consumers begin shopping. So it seems like there's not as many um, impulse buyers out there as we thought, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's and that's noted as um, something. This 21% is something they're going to want to boost with this shoppable photos thing. So maybe I don't. Know, maybe it's a combination of the retailers that are using this and the offers. Right? Is it is it going to be compelling enough for somebody on Instagram or Twitter or Pinterest? to really, to really, uh, to really convert. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think so. I mean, I really don't, I just, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, when you're looking for something, you're looking for something. So if you're, you know, you're there on Amazon or you're there on some other site and you are targeting something, you're looking for something. I don't know if, if just throwing out random, well, I shouldn't say random because maybe there is some intelligence to this, right? So maybe they are like on Twitter, for example, when they offer, um, not necessarily buy buttons or anything, but when they are putting up ads, the stuff that we all really don't like they're doing their best to understand what we like and what we don't like so the ideally want to serve us up things that almost look like something organic and natural that's coming through our feed something that would be of interest to us and that actually happened to me a few times recently where i was scrolling through and i saw something i was like oh this is really cool look at this this movie that's coming out or something like that mm-hmm. and it was actually sponsored it was a sponsored update so that kind of stuff is what they're gonna they're gonna look for they want to look for those um the preferences the analytics behind what these users want, right? And to be able to serve them, serve them that stuff up in that format, sponsored obviously by these retailers that they're kind of piloting with, right? Sure, sure. And, and I think, look, part of it is um, also, they may not, uh, to your point, oh, this is cool. So maybe you'll get more information, but you'll probably go to the site to purchase, right? right? So if anything, this is, I would see this to your point uh, as another touch point. And I, I don't think it would necessarily... Um, catch on is like buy now um, not necessarily impulsive but um, it, you just want more information so maybe it's a place just to get more information because that that's there, there is a really interesting take on, on the design team that created this so this is a test for them so as you know Instagram um, is part of a Facebook now right it was acquired right. so they um, we're trying to solve this problem where social media hasn't really had any successes with this purchasing. But again, does it have to be for purchasing? Agree with you, Todd? I don't think so. I mean, the, it's in, in the industry, what they call it is thumb stopping. So there's so much media content that for you to just stop after you're scrolling down on something, it takes a lot. So it's it's not clear that you know, with everything else that you're looking at in Instagram, because Instagram isn't about apparel, right? Instagram is more, at least the way I, I view it, and not everybody uh, views it this way, is more about um, images and experiences. It's sure. not about uh, necessarily a Facebook, which is 
you know, kind of posting other things that are more personal, yep. right? So I usually, when I look at the the posts, I usually don't, and it could be just the the people I'm connected to. It's not really about apparel, and it's not really about selfies. Right. Um, it, it it's just more about concepts and ideas. Yeah. And that's where it becomes very gray when you're trying to implement something like this to make it more commercial. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be very interesting for them. I, I just, yeah, the can that connection, that connection between, um, and we can we can actually call this more of a mobile marketing concept here. And this is the connection between um, mobile consumers doing their thing and actually getting their attention to uh, to convert them to purchase. That's the trick here. And actually, we were going to have this other topic on on chatbots as as the one later in the episode. But I think we should pull this forward and actually blend this over because this this goes really well with this Instagram thing, meaning um, we were going to talk about how uh, retailers um, are looking at ways to engage over mobile more uh, to boost that user experience over mobile. And I and I know a lot of what we talk about here is is, you know, brick and mortar, hence the name of the show. But still, there is this angle, whether whether the shoppers are in their car, at home, at work or in store to better connect over mobile. Right. Mm-hmm. And to um, and and again, we're going to keep saying this is to convert them to purchase because that's the whole point of all this stuff here. Um, but how can they better connect with their with their with the customers? How can retailers make that make that emotional connection? And it's funny to think about using a chatbot for this because this is what uh, this article in Retail Dive and a few other places I think we found it right. Um, we're talking about how uh, mobile commerce is going to account for a really large amount of online sales this year. So apparently, 32% of online sales up from 26% last year, uh, according to eMarketer. So. There's a lot of activity happening on mobile. So retailers are, you know, along with looking at social, like we were just talking about, is how can they better engage using, um, yes, using social media, look, using messaging apps too, to be able to uh, to engage. So I don't know. I mean, this this is another one of those, in my opinion, another one of those wait and see type things to see if consumers latch onto this stuff and if they appreciate using a chatbot to get their mm-hmm. questions answered. Digital assistance, integrations, things like that. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Look, um, and to add to that, look, more than half of consumers' time is spent online via a mobile app, right? So that that's uh, a Comscore um, survey that was done. So g- given this, it's an important place, and we saw this last year, right? So if we, we saw mobile, of course, it's always been important, but it gained prominence last year. Uh, Black Friday weekend, right, uh, through Cyber Monday, where we saw for the first time in retail history in this country, uh, mobile uh, purchases comprise the majority uh, of, um, let's say, hits over that weekend in terms of uh, je- revenue generation. Mm-hmm. A lot of them went through there, and it grew, and it will continue to grow uh, as it becomes much more, let's say, easy to, to do things on sites and sites are configured for mobile, which can't say that that was the case in the past. We take it for granted now, but that wasn't always the case. So as you look at this, there are three things that we have to look at, right? Um, To your point, yes, there are many mediums, uh, I'm sorry, many ways to address the, let's say, problem on this medium. You could do a mobile app, right, which is one way. The other way you said is a chatbot or the digital assistant. So the, these are the three main ways. 
but it's not clear, let's go with the app, um, that every <laughs> retailer needs an app, right? right? Because we, we already know that it makes more sense to shop from multiple brands. So if you're, let's say, a, a, a brand with a single brand identity, like, for example, let's say a Troy Birch, for argument's sake, then who's to say that you don't want to mix that up with someone else, right? So it makes more sense to go to something that's more multi-brand, like a spring, because no one's really looking at just dressing head to toe in a single brand anymore, mm -hmm. right? So this may not work for all brands, but brands that have been successful, uh, there are the exceptions have been Nike Plus, right? Right. Yep. Agreed. That. that but they they, a, they have the advantage, so they they will be more apt to stick with their own app. I said that sounded weird. They they would be, <laughs> they'd be more inclined to stick with their own app to have their um you know chatbot built into that or something or just you know because with the Nike Plus app they'll have um their their consumers uh, logging their runs, logging their physical activity over that. Just like you know, just like we talked about last week with Under Armour, they're doing the same exact thing. They're trying to you know they're trying to engage with their uh, with with the athletes that use their their app and sell them clothing and sell them accessories stuff like that through the app and that's great um but looking at the digital assistants which may be more of a a better solution for those brands that don't have that advantage right that don't have that captive audience that can create their essentially their plugin or their i, don't, I can't remember what they're calling it for uh for these digital assistants whether it's you know google's home uh home hub or amazon echo or like on this on the new Google phone, we keep we talked about that a few times. And the, what's really cool about that is that they're you know they're adding this intelligence to to get people what they want quicker, right? So it's the odd thing about this that may spook some people, or just maybe won't be as as people won't be as willing to engage because it's, it's all verbal, you know. So people are used to just typing things in, and getting what they want, um, all this stuff like on the Google phone and the Amazon Echo it's verbal. You know, you, you got to be in a place where you're comfortable talking about these things. You know, you got to be in a place where you're comfortable. Okay. You know, but, uh, Alexa, I need this, this, and this. And, um, you're not always in that situation. Point is you're on a train, you're on a bus, you're on a car, you're in a car with someone else, or you're doing something else. You're, you know, this is a certain amount of, it's a whole nother topic, but that interaction issue is probably something that's going to come up here for the different generations. Maybe the younger generations more willing to jump in on this, but, Maybe other generations like X and 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 above, maybe not as willing to to use these uh, use this digital assistance in a way. So that's right, another right, thing no. we'll have to see what how it pans out. Really good point, but maybe there the answer might be a hybrid, right? Where you you may have a combination uh, of both voice and something mm -hmm. uh, driven on your mobile phone. Absolutely, right to to, to gear uh, you know that experience. And make it more comfortable because that, that's the whole point and, that, and i i would think that the the voice overall out of everything we we just talked about this morning there are many more but just these these are three things seems the most viable but to your point yep. the caveat being given the context of where one is physically location wise uh that may not always be the the solution but it seems to be the most efficient because in terms of an intelligence standpoint from a let's say mobile device, it's easier to get more intelligence there than the others. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. That is, uh, I mean, that's a really good point. And the hybrid thing I love, I think that's great. I'm a very visual person. So I, 
and I think like many, you know, do consume quicker visually. So having that type of interaction uh, would be would be would be perfect. So I think that's the way that's the way it's possibly going to scale. You know. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Because you need both. And, and mm-hmm. to your point, a lot of people, you know, are just uh, in terms of learning, they're auditory learners or visual learners. There's different types of learners, and that also translates into what you're saying. The way we are as human beings, not just learning, but the way we react to the environment around us. And when looking at these um, things, it's it's important from a user standpoint to and when designing for an end user, what is that user comfortable with, and how right. what's going to make it sticky, what's going to make it comfortable, um, and and such. You know, because there there's some things that. In public, I agree. I, I don't know, and it could be a generational thing. I wouldn't necessarily want to be in the middle of a <laughs> a subway terminal and kind of advertise to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I keep thinking about how I would use these. You know, how I would interface with a digital assistant that's completely verbal because um, or completely voice driven. Yeah, because I'm. You know, it's not like I'm in a place all, all the time where I have privacy and I can just you know babble things to it and. Um, so, well, you know, we'll have to see how that pans out, but I, th- I think they get it, and I think that's part of the maturity of all this, to create different ways to interface. Sure, and, and it's needed, right? For, for this particular, let, let's say, uh, channel that, that's growing um, uh-huh. quite quickly. And I think we're going to see new statistics uh, in the coming weeks uh, as we approach uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Agreed. Agreed. And, and so similar to this... Um, Similar to this digital assistant thing, we were the other topic here we have is uh, the easy button from Staples. Is, it's gotten a lot smarter, it seems. Well, it never was very smart to begin with, I don't think. But now it's it's uh, it has built in IBM Watson technology. So this is this is taking this concept of the digital assistant and this um, you know uh, speech to text capabilities and and understanding again having this having this built in intelligence in a way. Um, artificial intelligence in a way to really understand customer preferences and what they like and what they don't like and be able to make recommendations. And that's what Staples has evolved their easy button apparently to be. Um, it seemed to have been this, you know, just, just this gimmicky thing where you press it and it, and it you know, says that was easier. What does it say? I can't remember what it said. I didn't have one of those. I got annoyed by it too quickly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And this relates nicely to what we've been talking about, to your point about, you know, Instagram and this last uh, segment about mobile, right? Because it was just a click, but has speech to text capability uh, so that customers could view any um, and play back all requests for verification right before they're sent sent out. Um, But I don't know. I think, does it seem gimmicky to you? Yeah, it does. But I don't know. I guess I see through that stuff uh, because I I don't know. Being a being a gadget freak and um, a complete <laughs> technology nerd, like I just I absorb all these things, and I'm always looking at I'm just looking at the latest type of uh, offering that looks different than something else, and maybe really will change the way I buy or the way I exist every day. And um, I don't know. I don't see the Staples Easy Button with. I don't care how much IBM Watson technology they have in there. Uh, I don't see it serving a real purpose for me, but this may be different for someone who is, um, who is a, I don't know, an office manager at a business 
that needs to keep their eyes on all these things all the time you know i don't know maybe that's <clears throat> maybe that's what it's for right it's not for your common home consumer maybe it's more for you know a business to business type scenario right no no it makes sense i mean i i could see it there but e- even then look when you compare and contrast it against amazon dash they, uh-huh. they, it seems a little gimmicky, yeah, right? It, it's just, uh, is it convenient? Uh, I don't use it, so I, I can't fully say. But I think I this thing's know. getting the, the the thumbs down from both of us at this point. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. the kind of thing where we need to uh, to really see it to believe it, or see it in action before we uh, before we understand it. I mean, I'd love to, to toy around with one of these to see what the deal is, but it looks like they're still beta testing it. Um, in fact, it says an alpha test is being rolled out to. Uh, we'll have this stuff in the show links in the show notes, by the way. But an alpha test is being rolled out to Staples Business Advantage customers in Austin, Texas. Okay, um, and then a beta test will follow by the end of the year to 100 more customers in Austin and New York. So it looks like they're really keeping this tight right now, and it's definitely because of the, you know, um, it's it's a newer technology, and they've got IBM Watson in there, um, which it's a great it's a really great brand to have in there. I mean, they're the essentially the epitome of artificial intelligence. So adding sure. that to the staples button, there's a little picture of this um, and it looks like the staples <laughs> button has been upgraded a little bit. It looks a little fancier. It looks, it looks more like the, the mini Amazon echo. Like the, there's like the, there's the tall echo, right? The standard echo. And they've got this little ones that they want you to look like pucks, almost like big, giant hockey pucks. They want these, <laughs> they want you to put those in different rooms, right? So they've got this, um, the staples, uh, the staples uh, easy button here. And it looks more like that now. So yeah, because it used yeah. to look like uh, I don't know if you remember. It was a plasticky uh, thing. Yeah, 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 it looked yeah. like a yeah. like a little sign. Yeah, yeah. They, you'll sometimes find it in these like uh, <clears throat> they they still produce them, but it's a vintage game called Simon, right? With oh yeah, that of course, yeah, the, with the colors and the lights and yes, that's what right? it looked like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it used to look like in one <laughs> color versus four, right? And now you look at it, <laughs> it's like, hmm, yeah, interesting, but. It still looks, I don't know. It reminds yeah. me of a bat phone. I don't know why. A bat phone? Yeah, that, that was red. Huh. Oh, oh, because it's red. I see. So I guess <laughs> like it would light up and then you'd press the button. I don't know. Well, the thing is, it's it looks like it's it's got a one button interface. So it's got to have, it's got to know something about what you need and the timing of which you need it. So maybe if you're running low on paper, or if you're running low on certain products or quantities, it'll flash and then you press it. I, I don't know. So it does have that, that same one click. Uh, one-click interface as as uh, the uh, the dash, right? Sure. However, the dash is specific to a product, so a bounty mm-hmm. or so, you know um, some uh, whatever something else, um, uh, Dove or anything. Any Hi. any specific product that you tie to that thing, you press it, and boom, it boom, it automatically adds to your cart and off it goes and, and ships it. So this seems a little more subjective where it's relying on this IBM Watson technology to really understand the preferences and the, and the patterns at which you want things or so that part of it seems like it would need a little bit of training for a while to get right. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and look at, at the heart of it. Uh, I'm not sure if they're thinking of this as more just something innovative to compete against the amazon dash or just to get publicity uh because the truth of of this whole thing if we look at the big picture staples was trying to really get together with office depot right yeah and 
this merger that was quashed by the courts, you know, antitrust, et cetera, mm-hmm. issues, blah, blah, blah. But they're getting crushed themselves, not by the courts through this merger. They're, they're getting crushed by Amazon and many other uh, retailers, right? They're just eating their lunch. Sure. Um, and and if, if it's publicity, I, I could, okay, fine. We, we have some innovation coming out of here. Uh, but if it's to generate revenue, not clear that this is <laughs> necessarily the way to go about things. Yeah, big I, I agree. Problems. I agree. We'll, we'll see what, what, what works, what happens with this. I, I don't know. I don't want to be the pessimist guy. I really don't. Cause I feel like sometimes I, I see these things and I'm like, ah, it's not going to work. It's not true at all. I mean, it may, it may work, but, um, this is where I think we're at that stage where a lot of these digital assistants, artificial intelligence type things are popping up. And it's, it's, you know, it'll be a set, a set few that really takes, takes hold. And, um, the ones maybe that satisfy multiple brands or multiple, um, uh, multiple needs at mm-hmm. once will be the ones that, that possibly work best if when it, you know, when it comes to digital assistance, cause you don't want to have multiples of them. That's for sure. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. And to your point, I don't think it's necessary about being negative. I think, look, it works conceptually. These things work in some contexts. And perhaps not in others, like it, like with the apps, right? Yeah. Going back to just talking about apps, like Nike Plus works. Do the other apps work? Not clear. The mm-hmm. apps for airlines work? Yes, they probably need one because it's convenient and it's easy to hold information, store information, fine. Great. I get it. But if it's not adding value and it's just because we're it's jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is doing this and we're not really sure what our overall strategy should be, then in that case, it, it becomes, to your point, um, not valuable to the end consumer and a, a difficult sell, right? And it, you kind of lose credibility sure. there. It's like, oh, they, 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 they tried. And, and it's not about failure either. It's just about doing what's right for the business uh, rather than trying to follow trends. Yep. And it's, it's not clear that tech is always the answer either. You don't necessarily need tech to improve businesses, right? I mean, it helps. Tech is always certain- the answer, Jose. <laughs> okay <laughs> if you say so if you I said it was so. friday right <laughs> yeah i don't know i just say if it doesn't work throw some tech at it and be done with it throw a gadget at it and see what people do i wish my abs said the same thing we're all gadget hungry <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my abs just say do more crunches on <laughs> <laughs> your abs <laughs> well there's no app for that that's for sure so um <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, this this was good. This was fun. This was a few. This is a very uh, e-commerce focused, mobile focused show. Very unlike where what we've been doing before. But uh, you know, I think we're going to see this see this tie much closer uh, over the very short term to uh, to retailers with with both a you know an e-commerce presence and and or an online presence, obviously, and uh, and a uh, storefront. So they're going to be ultimately trying to figure out how to how to use this stuff to get people in their stores and how to do how to get conversions that way also because their a chance of conversion when they get them in a store is the key there of, of how how can they boost that right we talked about actually I think last time uh, there was one retailer I can't remember who it was was a William Sonoma or something that was using a a kind of a assistant when you walk in the door you grab an iPad and you walk around and it'll prompt you based on where you are of what's around you and what you might like and you can sign in and it'll see your preferences and then it can act as your kind of personal 
uh, you know, uh, employee walking around with you kind of thing. So I think that, you know, this is the kind of, uh, this is the age of, of retailers trying to figure this stuff out and see what people like and what they don't like and, and how it may get a little too personal sometimes and how people mm-hmm. just maybe just want to be left alone when they're shopping or if they, <laughs> you know, they want to be a little anonymous. They don't want to have to sign in everywhere. So yeah, I, I got a feeling we're gonna have a lot to talk about really soon, especially after the holiday season to see what people are buying and what they're sticking with, you know? Yeah, agreed. And look, it was Williams-Sonoma. And in some instances, again, look, I think retailers can't lose sight of what, look, it's great to be innovative. Um, and it's great to use tech where where it's warranted. But at the end of the day, they have to remember it's essential, not lose sight of, it's just one individual sale to a consumer at a time is what retailing is all about. Uh, obviously, you want to yep. upsell, upsell. You could make do many iterations of that, but that that's the key. And ultimately, it's it's not just about the selling piece. It's about the experience, customer experience. You have to feel good about it. Not 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 just sell to sell, uh, because then customers won't come back. Especially with the the trends that are occurring today, yep. uh, sustainability, um, you know, and and all these other things that are would say bundled in there. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, Jose, are you going into any, um, are you going to any retail events in the next couple of weeks at all? Or are you, uh, taking a break for, cause you were, you went to a few for the past few weeks. Anything coming up that we're going to hear about? Yes. Uh, I will be going, well, I will be going to one in November that I just got a confirmation for. Oh, good. And, uh, I could talk about that and I will be probably going to another, uh, event. So the answer is yes. Yes. And well, we'll hear about that then in a few episodes then. Absolutely. Yeah. There's at least two. So cool. For sure. Excellent. 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 Well, that is the show. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Jose. If everyone has questions, comments, or feedback, email us at brickdatacast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. You can also find us on Twitter at, at brickdatacast. Until next time, take care, everybody, and we'll see you in episode 13. Thanks. Bye, everyone.